Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors with you on the mic in the office, finally. It has been a while. I know that the recordings that we do out on the road obviously are not as quality as this. I don't get to edit them down. I don't get to get rid of my mistakes or noises or whatnot. But anyway, we're back in the office. Um, Ron and I have been on a road trip. We went into southeast Arkansas, uh, way down southeast Arkansas, in Dumas, and uh, uh, went for a memorial service, the second memorial service that we held for her father, who just recently passed away, and good family and friends that arrived there to to be with us during this time, and uh, just had a great a great visit with some family and some friends, and awesome time. Rhonda and I love our road time. We love our windshield time uh, together, and honestly, this is the first trip her and I have been able to take with just her and I in probably almost three years now. Um, she's been caring for her father for almost two years or somewhere in that vicinity. It's kind of hard to figure out exactly when, but, but, but we had a great, a great trip and then really enjoyed the time we got to spend with family uh, and some friends there in the Dumas area where Rhonda grew up uh, and where her daddy farmed. You know, there's so many things I would like to share. Um, there's the when we're in the midst of a loss when when there's a family loss when there's heartache when when there's trauma whatever you want to call it there's so many avenues of ministry that take place in the midst of all this from the love expressed by friends and family to uh, just to the gathering together of people and the sharing back and forth that takes place i was very honored yesterday uh, to to actually participate in the memorial service with Rhonda uh, by reading the obituary and, and reading uh, a little letter that was written by uh, Rhonda's father-in-law, uh, who had um, uh, just really respected Rhonda's father. And uh, so it was really cool to be a part of that. And, and it was just, a, a you know, I respect her father a lot. Uh, he was a man's man, is what I said yesterday. And uh, he definitely held who he was um, in an in aspect of a working man. And, and he worked clear up into, I think he didn't retire till he was like 75 years old from farming. So what a, what a time. Well, after the memorial service Saturday, we hung out for a little while with some friends and family. And then uh, we went ahead and stayed overnight and planned on just getting up and heading back. It's about seven hours drive down there. But some of her friends really wanted us to go to church with them. And they've asked us to go before when we've been down there with her father. We just haven't ever really been able to do so. And, you know, I told her, I said, you know, it ain't, let's do that. Let's go to church and we can head home after church. We know about what time we'll get in. We'll be okay. Don't have to go to work Monday. You know, we're, uh, we can do whatever we want. So, so we did. We, we went to a little church there in Dumas, uh, Abundant Life, I believe it is. And uh, with a lot of her friends, a lot of people that she knew growing up, a lot of a lot of the people that are still there, locals, and and great message, great service, um, great worship. But something hit me in the midst of worship. I had to kind of apologize to the local pastor because I wound up writing a sermon during his sermon um, because of what God poured on me from the worship service. And I'm going to share with you a little bit of that. I want to share with you what, what God poured into me. I think it's very relevant to where we are today. They, they did an old, very old chorus there towards the end. And, um, you know, oftentimes we get kind of bent out of shape when the music ain't what we want and it's not our style and, you know, it's different than what we're used to. And, 
all of that stuff filters into these things. But this particular old hymn, or actually it's just an old chorus, is one that I grew up on. It, it's it's very familiar. It'll be very familiar to a lot of you who've attended uh, church over your lifetimes. So I titled this message today, He's All We Need. You know, in reflection on Rhonda's father, and, and she said some things, and, and probably one of the most touching parts of her message that she delivered, she talked about things, things that are important, things that, 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 that he dealt with, things that he called important, but in the process of her message, she shared when she was able to lead her dad to the Lord. Uh, her dad was never um, a churchgoer, had never surrendered his life to Christ. He allowed his family to go. Um, he allowed his wife to take those kids to church, Rhonda and her brother and sister. And, and, and so they were raised in church by their mama, uh, and their dad supported all of that, uh, but never attended himself. I love Rhonda. She she talks about where uh, her mama, um, Annie Louise, was her mama's name, and where she they'd all be getting ready to go out the door to church, and she'd lean back and Curtis, you want to go to church with us today? And and he, you know, oh no, y'all go ahead, you know. And so, but in the process of time, when Rhonda began um, taking care of him after her mother had passed away, she tells a story about him going in for a surgery. And it, it was a it, it was a complicated procedure, kind of a 50-50 kind of deal at his age. He might survive and do well. It's a possibility that he wouldn't. So as they're literally rolling him down towards the, the surgery room doors, all the attendees, the nurses, the doctors are all masked up, and they're pushing him ready to go into the, to the surgery room. And she, she, God just told him or told her that she needed to talk to her dad. So she asked him to stop. They all did. And she began to ask her father, you know, you, you understand that, that you might not come out of this procedure. And he understood, you know, he shook, he understood that. She said, Dad, do you know where, if, if by chance you don't make it through this, where you'll go for eternity? And he said, you know, I don't rightly know. And and she began to talk to him about the Lord. And, and this, this really... It, this really tears at my heart because I think there's so many people out today at, at all kinds of ages who may feel this exact very thing. Because what he told her, because she said, Dad, I, can, you know, can I pray with you to accept the Lord into your life so that, so that you can go to heaven should something go awry? And, and his response was, oh, Missy, that's what he called her, Missy. Oh, Missy, he wouldn't want me. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. Have you ever felt like he didn't want you? That, but that's how he saw things. He, he, he thought, you know, my life, I've never, you know, in his mind, he'd never done anything spiritual. So God wouldn't want him. He was just an old dirt farmer that, that had never given anything other than his time. Well, Rhonda wound up leading him to the Lord that day. And, of course, obviously he survived that surgery and lived on <laughs> to the ripe old age of 92 before he finally entered into his kingdom with the Lord. And, and, and you know, several years later, he they were sitting while she was living with him there full time. They were sitting on the sofa one night, and, and he said, Missy, he said, you know that thing we did, you know, back? And she said, you mean when you, when you surrendered your life to the Lord? And he goes, yeah, that, that right there. He said, you know, I'm just not sure. So they literally asked if, if 
he literally asked her if they could pray again. And and he he even wept some tears because he wanted to make sure that his life was where it belonged. And she asked him some questions I felt was so cool. She said, Dad, do you still talk to the Lord? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I pray and I, I talk to him every day. And it was such a touching thing. You know, here's a daughter of an elderly man. And, and you know, to most of us, it's maybe trivial. But what a powerful statement and what a powerful message and especially the fact of, of him coming to an understanding that in his own heart and mind, he thought, oh, he wouldn't want me. But then to learn that, yeah, he did. And then that heart softened. And then the concept of the, the Lord pouring his spirit into him, he wanted to make sure down the road that everything was still good. What a powerful thing, man. So with that, here we are in church, Dumas, Arkansas, Abundant Life Ministries, or I, I believe, I'm not sure the name of the church. And they begin to sing this old hymn, He's All I Need. Remember that song? He's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. Well, as we sang this song in a church service there in Southeast Arkansas, God stirred my heart and this message came boiling in and I had to write it. God impressed upon me that many of us have reached a place where we are not believing in this anymore. We've somehow come to a notion that he is all we need doesn't fit us anymore. We don't call upon him for everything. You know, I hear often, I hear, well, when all else fails, I'll, I'll ask the Lord. Why do we wait till everything else fails? If he's all we need, how about we go to him first? Why? Why do we feel this way? Because we've settled to get it by our own means. I don't need any help. I can do this on my own. The world society and the shifting of, of today's society today and today's culture, this entitlement, this self-driven selfishness uh, is, is, a, is so apparent today. But what hit me hard as we sang this, he's all we need only to those who he's all they got. You understand what I'm saying? So he, he's all we need only to those who that's all they've got. You ever been in a place where you had nothing? I have. That, that place where if it weren't for God, you wouldn't survive? I've been there. Jesus is all I need to those who Jesus is all they have. I looked across the auditorium at all who were attending that day, and I saw some who were singing this song with passion. It's an old school chorus. And I won't really discuss what else was going on, but I want to talk about the ones who were singing this song with a passion. And it struck me. These were the ones who understood the true power and the message of this little song. Those who knew that he truly is all they need because he's been there all before, or maybe was currently there all to their need right now. Following the service, I told Rhonda, I got to go do something. And I took off across the auditorium to catch up with a, another attendee that I had seen. It was a little elderly woman, uh, and she'd caught my attention during this song. I approached her and I just simply asked her, I said, can I ask you a question, ma'am? And she said, sure. What's on your mind? I said, I took notice of your worship during this particular song. 
She smiled real big and she said she loved that old song. So I asked her another question. I asked, has there been a time in your life that you knew he was all you needed? She got real excited. Big old smile on her face and she expressed that she still needs him every day. She said, I need him even today. I thanked her and I shared how much it meant to, to watch her heart passionately worshiping the Lord. And she walked away shining like a bright light bulb. Again, I won't really talk about some of the others in that congregation that day. Many expressed that same passion. But what I want us to focus on is this fact. Jesus is truly all we need. What about you? Is he all you need today? Or have you lost sight of him through your own provision? It's a real difficult question to answer sometimes. Because we find ourselves in a place where, man, when things are going our way, when we've got everything covered, you know, maybe our bills are covered and we're doing okay, we're not having any problems and our health's okay and nothing really is going all that wrong. I mean, life's going pretty good. And we kind of bypass the fact that he's all we need. But, but, but when we find us in the midst of a ditch, you know, when we, when we run amok, when we've got problems, when we're struggling health-wise, when we're struggling financially, then we're crying out to the Lord. You see what I'm getting at here? We've got to come to a place where we fully understand, God, you are all we need every day, every moment. Whether we're on the high side of the mountain or we're in the lowest part of the valley, whether we're on the sunshine inside or we're in the shadows, God, you're all I need. I want to shout it from the mountaintops. And I'm going to shout it from the valley. But I don't ever want to stop relying on you because you truly are everything I need in this life. My provisions don't matter. My, the, the, the stuff, I've got stuff everywhere. I've got more stuff than you can shake a stick at. It doesn't matter. What matters is he is all I need because what comes to it is it's in the heart. It is a matter of the heart. Is he all you truly need. Where do you stand on that today? I, I really feel compelled today to challenge you to, to find a quiet spot this evening and, and you and the Lord spend some time together. Maybe get that little song, turn it in your head. Maybe let him know that, Lord, you are all I need. Jesus is all I need today. And, and see what that does for your spirit. See what it does for your well-being. Amen. What a powerful, powerful weekend that we have had. Honestly, more than just a weekend. It's, it's been a whirlwind over the last couple of months. Um, dealing as her, as her father kind of downscaled and, and, and through the illnesses and things that, that, that Rhonda battled through. And it, the whole summer has been so chaotic with the workload. And her and I are really not getting to spend a whole lot of time together. And, and then all of the sudden to find ourselves on this road trip by ourselves. And, you know, we love watching clouds. We like pointing out stuff in the clouds. You know, we look at all the shapes and all the things that you can see in the big old puffy clouds. And we had, we had just such a beautiful time within the back of my mind, the whole trip home was Jesus. You're all we need. If, if we get everything in order with you, this world becomes a brighter place. You're all we need. 
Rhonda and I love you. We thank you so much for all of your support, all of your prayers during this time, all the love that you showed to her and her family. Thank you so much. I know that some of you uh, financially support this ministry. We appreciate that more than you can understand. Uh, And if you want to do so and you're not right now, there's all kinds of ways to do so. All of our giving links are on the website, www.livinglineoutdoors.com. They're on our Facebook page. There's actually a fundraiser going on for my birthday month this month. You can join in on that. Uh, We set a goal on it. All of the funding for this ministry does just exactly that. It goes into this ministry. It it takes care of fuel on travels. It helps us uh, purchase things for our veterans events that we go and speak at. And I'll be traveling over the next two weekends speaking at different events. Uh, we're, we're on the road as much as we can. We're on this microphone every day. The message of Jesus Christ is going out on a daily basis, just like he told me to do. However long ago, he's told me now I've lost track. We love you guys so much. We thank you for loving us back. Know we're praying for you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.